it was I went to see um Plastic Picnic. They're fucking great. They're so good. But the surprising thing was that band uh, Deep Cuts that I texted you about. I sent you the picture, right? You did. You did. Could you tell but, that big button-up shirt he was wearing was like a super 90s Calvin Klein shirt? It had like the big CK on the front pocket. Nice. Very blousey. Oh, very blousey. Yeah. Bill Louie. Kind of like uh, Jerry's pirate shirt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he had like the the dyed blonde, not like frosted tips, but mm-hmm. very 90s boy bandy blonde hair. Um <laughs> like he played guitar for a couple of songs. He was uh not playing anything, he was just singing. And like his like movements and the way he was singing were very boy bandy. But then they had like a saxophone player, it was like adult contemporary. It was crazy. And Julie got up Julie felt personally offended by it. I thought it was <laughs> awesome. It was over the top. Yeah, it was so we went out to smoke after them and uh she she was all fired up. I was like, "Why are you mad?" And she's like, "Well, I just she's like, I've been defending this type of music, adult contemporary specifically, mm-hmm. uh forever." She's like, "I've taken so much shit for it and now fucking Brooklyn hipsters are doing it and it's super cool." So that <laughs> so she she thought it was good, but she felt it was, it was a personal affront to her. Oh well, I mean, I don't. Isn't she being a good hipster though? Perhaps I don't know. It's hard to keep track of nowadays. I know it's it's very meta. It's hipster on hipster now. But follow the logic here. She is mad about it because she was into it first, and now that's true. All the cool kids are mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. These people she calls hipsters, but she is the hipsters hipster, the er hipster, the primordial hipster. That might be true. She'll probably listen. She'll let us know what she thinks about that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the radio here. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohn and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. 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 (laughs) Mmm, landscape. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on, because Jay Spaceman is taking us on one last space oddity. And nothing hurt. Jason Pierce's last spiritualized record next on the Radio Cure. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? I realized I didn't ever um, see if you had posted a script or anything. Sometimes I like to read your intros so I can prepare myself. Mm-hmm. Should I have? Should I have? I probably should have sung that a uh, bit. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. I mean, I think that would have made it more obvious for the uh, the mm-hmm. casual listener, uh, <laughs> but I think it's fine. You d- you the made up for it. You, you just now sang it, so listener. it's it's cleared up. There we go. Nice. We're off to a roaring start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel all out of whack because we're only recorded one episode tonight. I feel like that. You know what? I feel like that really threw off more than anything is my um, my uh, drinking regimen. That's true. That's true. And and usually the things that we like better, we save for the second one so we can get mm-hmm. a little loose on it. And uh, this one is uh, definitely one that we liked better and probably would have been second had we done the first one first. But Ooh. we... That was hard to follow. But <laughs> well, I guess, I guess the drugs are kicking in. 
as we speak here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we cut it to one because um, I'm going to the Foxing show tomorrow and I'm going to um, be able to talk to them uh, before the show. So uh, that will air next week. So we didn't need a second one. This is very exciting. This is this is either the beginning of something great for us or th- or the end. Finally, <laughs> we'll be found out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be exposed <laughs> for the hacks that we are. Uh, no, they're very gracious, um, and uh, I will see them at the Globe Hall. Very tiny venue. Gonna be great. That's very exciting. Uh, good fun. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. That's maybe why they did an interview with me, kind of in the news section, right now. Uh, so like, well, shit, ain't shit going on out here. Yeah. Might as well talk to this douche. <laughs> uh, you don't know what they're in for. Uh, they're, hey, they're in for a good time. I, maybe I'll just bring a joint to uh, loosen it up, a little lubrication. I mean, that's always a good move. Like, you at least yeah. want to be able to offer it, even if they don't want any. That's true. It, it feels like the Denver thing to do. Also, do you think they get... They probably don't smoke before a... I don't know what I'd do before a concert. I mean, I feel like Th- a lot of people up, do. Probably. I think a lot of yeah. people get high before they perform. That's true. I don't know. It's back and forth these days with these kids. You know, a lot of them are straight edge. That's true. We're very old, and we don't really understand... Yeah, rock stars aren't rock stars anymore. Hmm. They've all gone to podcasting. That, that's where the heavy drinkers are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the saddest, most depressed people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These rock stars, they got that shit together. They're all happy. They got to keep on brand and all that. It's a lot of work. Well, the rock star, aging rock star this uh, week is uh, Jay Spaceman, Spachemin. Doctor Spachemin. To call back, uh, <laughs> to, to, to call back the uh, the earlier episode. And yes, we are doing two episodes on spiritualized. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, uh, fuck it's you. It's not because we're lazy. It's because he's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. So fine, just skip it and go to the next one, the foxing. It's gonna be great too. Mm-hmm. They're all great. They're all great. Don't miss a don't miss a single beat. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, maybe to cleanse the palate here, I'll read a little bit from the AB, AV Club. Yeah, I like the AV Club because they're, the, the brevity is nice. Mm, yeah. Well done by you, AV Club. We don't, we don't, need, a, we don't need a diatribe here. Although we no. are going to spend like a half hour of a podcast talking about one album. But yeah, well, that's, whatever. That's neither here nor there. I, I don't want to <laughs> step on it. I don't want to step on the argument. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Nothing Heard is arguably the purest and most sentimental music Jay Spaceman has crafted as spiritualized since the swooning zenith of Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space. Still fused to a razor-sharp edge of romantic apocalypticism, of course. Mm. Ooh, word pronunciation on point tonight, Nate. Yeah, very good. That was a tough one. Thank you. 2008 Songs in A&E and 2012 Sweetheart, Sweet Light found spiritualized using every style and tool formed in its nearly three decades of writing lush anthems from the -the over-the-top layering to the stripped bare minimalism. But Nothing Hurt is the band distilled into its most affecting essence. If this really is the final spiritualized album, as Pierce keeps threatening, it's one hell of a grand statement to go out on. I agree. I think this would fit very nicely if indeed this ends up being the last one. I think this would be a good ending. 
I, it, and it is the band distilled to its purest essence. I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what had to happen because um, from uh, line of best fit, I got this, I, I, I should uh, read it to The tapes of the original demos and recordings were allegedly held hostage by the producer oh. Youth, bassist in Killing Joe and Mate, of uh, Paul McCartney, forcing Pierce to abandon any notion of a budget for the recording. This act of sabotage forced him to record it, for the most part, in his room in his house, in a room in his house. So you go from the 150-person orchestra of, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating Mm -hmm. in space, to a guy in his computer and his guitar and his arpeggio and whatever else he has in that room. That's very cool. I mean, it still sounds quite grand considering that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's a simple grand. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not like an over the top grand. Every instrument in the the book, although there are those kitchen sink songs that he's uh, made so popular. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is like a. <sighs> I guess it is more stripped down than the other ones, but it still feels like very big. It's it, it's I guess what you were saying, like it's a it's kind of a distillation of all mm-hmm. of his sounds. Yeah, not not stripped down because it is big, but yeah, yeah. But it's a it's an orchestra on it's an orchestra loop mm-hmm. on GarageBand rather than an actual orchestra, and so right. it's it, it's it's that simplicity of of kind of like playing an orchestra on your piano, kind of a thing. Right, right. It's going to sound a little different than an actual orchestra. Well, I mean, I don't think he uses, literally uses GarageBand, but... No, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm sure there's something. <laughs> it's, probably, just... it's probably pro tools for those in the know. Sure, sure. I was trying to relate to the listeners. To the common man. Mm-hmm. Our, our yeah. lessers. <laughs> yeah, our lessers. <laughs> so uh, it's apropos that uh, there was a siren going off during that conversation because... Mm. His apartment uh, that he recorded it in was uh, so close to the hospital that every track, uh, he says, has at least six to seven ambulance sounds on it. Really? That's reported by the New York Times. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you listen real closely, you can hear some of them. I don't know if he just took them and incorporated them or if, you can act, if it just bleed onto a track. That's interesting. I don't feel like I noticed that. I mean, maybe there's just too much other stuff going on, but I don't feel like I noticed did you well, catch any some Easter sirens? eggs for the real, some Easter eggs for the real spiritualized heads? Mm. I'm gonna have to go back find find those sirens. Yeah, I feel like it should be a game if you can like you know, you should get like some sort of signed vinyl copy if you can name all of the different places. <laughs> if you find each siren. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. It's like geocaching. <laughs> that is fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. What? Uh, where does he live? Do you know where he lives? It was London. Oh, okay. Some, somewhere. Cool. I, I, they, they said the bit of London that he lives in. But, Does that uh, mean they have like the weird British sirens? Yeah. Like Monty Python, Benny Hill shit. <laughs> yeah. Not that anyone couldn't just have recalled that in their own minds. But if you couldn't, there, there it was from mm-hmm. our mouths. We're, we're here to, to help ears. everyone out. <laughs> Get on our level. So it was recorded in his bedroom, uh, so to speak, a bedroom recording, as they call it. 
Mm. And then uh, Drowned in Sound uh, reported this other little tidbit that I think is is interesting uh, to understand while you're listening to this track or this album. Uh, Pierce is lucky to be in any condition to be making music at all following a bout of double pneumonia as well as liver disease, which may explain why the album has a certain analgesic quality to it, a calming hypnotic balm to relieve physical pain. And nothing hurt, indeed. Hmm? Indeed. Mm, indeed. Indubitably. Who told I'm you to put the bomb on? <laughs> <laughs> I t- I t- the maestro? Maestro put the bomb on? <laughs> um, wait a minute. So is this another album that he almost died before he made? <laughs> I guess so. Jesus, what, I feel bad for saying. this guy. He is not he well. <laughs> he is not well. He does look a little weak. I mean, just not even just in the British way, but like kind of like <laughs> not in also, the way that like, all British people are weak, <laughs> like ghostly and, and like secret garden kind of way. Like, uh-huh. oh, I can't get out of my I'm I've taken to my bed <laughs> trying to make this record because my legs don't work anymore. So I'm going to massage them. <laughs> Fetch me my bedpan. <laughs> uh, ooh, maybe this is a. Um. Fuck, I just lost it. Uh, well, that's okay. It's, it's <laughs> just I think it's just great that we are uh, making fun of an artist we love's woeful health. That's great. <laughs> oh, maybe this is a misery situation. Mm. He killed off Jay Spaceman, and uh, he's recovering <laughs> in the bedroom, and Kathy Bates comes in and says, yeah. you're not killing I need one more record. And she forces him to make this record from his bedroom. Wow. What a story that would be. That's oh, great. Oh, man. It's all coming together. That's like it's a good basis together. for a hypothetical, uh, like, uh, fictional narrative podcast that perhaps we could uh, dabble in once we become successful with this one. Oh, like a uh, like a um, a radio drama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we could get Spachemin himself to help us, since he's not doing anything now. He's it's likely. Done. We've said so it's many likely. nice things about him. It's likely. We'll just hound him like I did foxing. Mm-hmm. We'll just Kathy Bates him ourselves if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> he's weak. We can take him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so Pierce says of, of the record himself, I think it's a very optimistic record or quietly optimistic. That was the intention. Uh, and I kind of agree with that. It's kind of a lullaby. It's, it's, a, it's a, a very soft uh, record in a lot of places. I, I know there's, there's some pretty crazy heights that it goes to. Um, it does feel more optimistic to me, like as an entire piece, than mm-hmm. any of his other albums do. But it's like it's like the kind of optimism where you're floating off in space and you know you only have like an hour left of oxygen, but everything's going to mm. be all right. Yeah, it's not like blatant joy and whimsy. No, it's a quiet, quiet optimism. <laughs> As he said, why did we even comment on that? He summed it up fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's all, it's all fine. So um, we talked about the first two um songs on the record and I had this kind of overarching theory of the album it, it's it's all about kind of the meeting courtship love possibly marriage and then sunset of a relationship 
Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't feel like I I came upon like a full narrative throughout. Uh, it seems like there's there's references to other characters he's created before. We'll get into that more with the individual songs, but yes, absolutely. It is a, it is a swan song in, in some sense. I, I think I said. Um, at one point, and, and we'll talk about that point uh, when we get there, but uh, I, I said it, it is starting to turn into the Seinfeld finale here. There's so many <laughs> callbacks. <laughs> yeah, there really are. <laughs> to, uh, to, all the other, to all the other records. But I do have a couple of conspiracies on Yay. this one. And, and Perfect Miracle and I'm Your Man, those are definitely the hits of the album gets them off right off the bat and that's kind of like the the first meeting the first falling in love the 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 kind of the the, the spark yeah that happens at the relationship and then uh here it comes and let's dance is kind of that slow courtship things slow down mm-hmm. you know you get you get a little hot a little hot and then like, whoa whoa let's pump the brakes yeah yeah whoa whoa um and then on the sunshine uh, that's kind of when you blow the doors off, you know, mm-hmm. and then damaged is the afterglow. And then obviously the morning after is the morning after. Right. Makes sense. So, so what, the are the last, what are the last the sex songs? song, the afterglow, the morning after, and then the prize love is the prize. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I would so like to think. then, then he's contemplating, Hmm. Should I marry this girl? Is it right? Is it not? Is there ever after here? And so it kind of has like this waltzy feel and then sail on through. Sail off into the sunset. The perfect last spiritualized song. I love it. It makes sense. I'm on board with that. You like that? I do. Well, there you go. Let's quit the pod. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) This is our last episode about spiritualized last album, so it fits perfectly. Symmetry. Mm-hmm. Symmetry. Okay, so do you want to talk about a couple of these songs? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's we go. even waited on this I because know. you were so excited. Um, I, I'm still uh, excited. First off, I've been talking way too much. Sorry. Uh, where do you put this in terms of all of the other spiritualized records? Um, just from my own personal enjoyment purely subjective i understand that this is not going to have the influence that ladies and gentlemen we are floating this is my favorite one yeah like pretty easily I, actually like i'm like i'm almost there because it it that distilled part you know mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing is that every song is is just perfectly spiritualized and it's like right it, Oh man, it almost feels like the way that we like hail to the thief the best because mm-hmm. it just there's there's this kind of totality of Radiohead encompassed in hail to the yes. thief, you know, and future Radiohead, past Radiohead, everything kind of comes together, and you know, time is a flat circle, and the only record that they ever made was hail to the thief, right? Mm-hmm. That that's how this feels, is that this is the only record that Spiritualize ever made. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I I think uh, that this for maybe younger people or just people that haven't gotten into spiritualized, I think this is a good entry point, which 
you know, it, saying that sounds almost like a slight in some way, but it's it's yeah. not because the other albums which I love, which we covered bef- uh, on a previous episode. Um, yeah, we did the retrospective. Go back and check that out. Yeah, uh, it's uh, most of those albums are not easily digestible all the way through. Like there's all there's just so much going on and and tracks that are like so long, which I love. I really do. But this is a great entry point. And and just uh, I, I, I just enjoy listening to this one more than any of the others. Yeah. I mean, again, not to shit on it, but it's like the cliff notes of. Um, spiritualize, you know, when they, they give you the essential playlist in Spotify, mm-hmm. this, yeah. this should just be the essential spiritualized playlist in Spotify. Right. I, I totally agree. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's more, it's more e- listenable. It's e- more easy to digest, but not in a way, not, not because it's like dumbed down or stupid or anything. One of the, uh, reviews that I that I read did say something like it doesn't hold together as an album. I think it kind of does, but I get what they're saying in the sense that every song is kind of a standalone representation of spiritualized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I always put the four songs that we're going to do in a playlist and I just listen to those uh, like a couple of times through. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, this this four this set of four sounds really good together. Like here it comes. They don't. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. The, the road let's go. Cause we didn't do the two that we already did obviously. So we started with here it comes the road let's go. And that, that's a great opener. Yeah. It, it, it sounds, uh, in a way almost like classic and traditional, like kind of folky mm-hmm. road song and a little, yeah. t- little, little, little bit of country in there. Uh, like you could almost see it over like a Cohen Brothers wide shot of a landscape, you know. Absolutely, I said it. It, it feels real, almost famous. Uh, Crow oh, from yeah. Still, Stillwater could have done this. Yeah, Stillwater. This track, absolutely. But that? still, with like the little flashes of that uh, like spiritualized uh, space rock sort of shit in there, just tiny, tiny little yeah. sprinkles of it. Yeah, yeah. Always, always with the sprinkles. It does just kind of mosey along. Um, the road let's go the radio as far as we can go just kind of that idea that we're like we're just gonna get rid of all of our troubles and stuff and and it really fits with my narrative too because this is the point where uh she she leaves and he's like just Mm -hmm. go get in the car come to me you know uh we'll take a line it'll be all right and we'll get stoned uh all through the night you know kind of a thing like like she's leaving, she's escaping some bad relationship mm-hmm. into the arms of, of her kind of uh, comfort, the, the, her crush. Yeah, you you pop this on a road trip playlist that fits in perfectly. I mean, we should do another road trip playlist because there have been some great road songs uh, in the last couple of albums that we've reviewed. Have there? I, I remember talking about them. I don't remember what they are, of course, because I don't remember things five seconds well, after they happen to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
you're like the you're like Ellen DeGeneres from Finding Nemo. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the last the last one we did definitely uh, Death Cab. They had a they had a road. Was it called the Road Song or something like that? It's all about how a relationship was a road trip. Remember that? No. No, I think it, like you could very well be making that up right now. I wouldn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dance. Put on your red shoes and dance <laughs> the blues, maybe. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> do you, Do you know the lines? No. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know the lines. <laughs> Got to be a tip of the cap to. David Bowie, right? One would think. Maybe one of his influences. That's Probably. Not, that's not a stretch. That's no, not a it's stretch not a stretch at all. At all. It was super spacey, you know. Mm-hmm. David Bowie liked space and shit. What What was his alter ego? Ziggy Stardust, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I referenced the uh, Major Tom. Did Ziggy Stardust? Uh, did he? Was he battling the spiders from Mars, or were they his allies? It's tough to tell. Mm. Tough to say, really. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. They sound I think like that's bad in guys. the outtakes of the labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the pretty little lullaby. This is like the, the like you're in it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, one of them, one of the reviews was like, you just for the moment, the moment his voice comes in, you realize, oh my god, I'm in another spiritualized record. And this is like, you can just take a breath and and, and it kind of sinks in. It's like, wow, I'm here. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in a spiritualized record. It's just a nice kind of old-timey courtship. Hold my hand. Yeah. We'll, do a, we'll do a little dance. It's like very sweet and uh, sentimental uh, by mm-hmm. his standards. Um, and I really like how his voice sounds in this. It's like very delicate and uh, vulnerable. Um He's yeah. a frail individual, as we've yeah. established. <laughs> Double pneumonia. Who gets pneumonia on top of pneumonia? I don't know. <laughs> it's like the Big Mac of pneumonia. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Um, I feel, it's, like, it's almost like Paul McCartney-style lyrics. It's just mm-hmm. sweet little ditty. Um, but I like uh, the... It like keeps building and building and eventually just like goes from this like sweet little ditty and just like launches off to space in like a very, very triumphant way. It's like so romantic. Love the spacey finish. We're just floating away. One final dance and then I leave this world. That's why I, I just keep coming back to this, this astronaut with an hour of oxygen left and he knows he's fucked. Mm-hmm. And like, what's what's the thing that he wants to say to the world? Yeah, and I I love how like the songs like got so many layers musically, like a lot of his songs do, and they just keep like piling up. It, it really seems like it's building up into an actual like space launch in like like super heroic way. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of these definitely launches off into the stratosphere. (laughs) (laughs) But the last thing I would say about Let's Dance is like, you are a fucking chump if you get married and this is not on your wedding playlist. (laughs) I'll hold you to that. Um, You you will not be disappointed, Nathan. (laughs) I already told Julie it's happening. Oh, good. 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 On the sunshine. This is the one where it starts to pick back up, you know, like Mm -hmm. we've had our little relax, our kind of like, you know, soaking time. Uh, (laughs) We're we're, we're sufficiently soaked. We're sufficiently soaked. We're wet as hell. (laughs) Very wet. Uh, It's warm bath of morphine. That's what one said. Uh, Drawn in sound said. Uh, On the sunshine. Picks up a little bit, a little more, uh, a little more upbeat. It feels like a reprise of something. I, I just can't think of what it is. Maybe soul on fire. I don't know. It's just, mm. um, but I love the adage of this one. Take it easy. Let it go. The days you waste are better than the days that you work. Um, and the best line of, of the record, which th- there weren't a lot of great lines on this one. There wasn't a lot of like those like, whoa, awesome lines on here. It was more just kind of like narrative uh, storytelling. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I'm pretty sure it's the one I have written down, but go ahead. If youth is wasted on the young, then wisdom on the old. Yep. Oh, bang, zoom. So good. It's perfect. I mean, because that is that is totally true. There's there's nothing better than than wasting your youth. Don't don't let them tell you anything different. On the sunshine. And one of the things I really like in this song lyrically is that like 90% of it uh, is either uh, cliches or play on cliches. Like, yeah. It talks about like a monkey on your back, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, it like uses cliches th- for almost every line of the song. Yeah. And then it ends with like this state of mind, state of mind. And that's like the only thing you actually can control, you know, every, uh, yeah. all the shit that happens to you. You can be the victim, or you can change your state of the mind, and you can take it easy, let it go. Uh, sick saxophone work in this one. We, we love oh, a good yes. saxophone. I know. We're always coming back to the saxophone. It's like crazy saxophone too. Like remember, um, like the uh, Bill Pullman and Lost Highway, like that crazy sax shit he would play. <laughs> like yeah, terrifying and weird. It kind of sounds like that to me. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I agree. Remember when the Elaine dated the saxophone player, but then something sexual happened and he couldn't play his saxophone anymore? Oh, yeah. What episode is that? That's uh, always an impossible question to answer. Uh, they're hot and heavy. That's what it was. <laughs> These saxophones are hot and heavy. Anytime we like a saxophone, we should just call it hot and heavy. That's a hot and heavy saxophone. 
All right, you're gonna have to remind me, but let's commit to that. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great kind of like. Oh, where'd they get that hot and heavy thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's maintaining our Wikipedia page better uh, get on it. <laughs> we can point it. This is the episode where that started. <laughs> yeah, need citation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the morning after, other than the first two, which are perfect, perfect songs. The morning after is the best song on the record. It is yes. the druggy jam out, just yeah. like that bouncy synth that kind of like gives you the vertigo because it's like going from one ear to the other. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, did you notice that this? You were talking about uh, <clears throat> uh, that other song. <laughs> See, I already forgot. This was like five <laughs> seconds ago. But being like a reprise or something, this is a this is a reprise of Hey Jane off of uh, the the one that says "huh" on it. <laughs> What's the name? Of that? Yeah, sweetheart, sweet light. Sweetheart, yes, sweet Jane light. comes. Jane comes back Jane's as a back. character now. Now Janie, Janie says uh, he says kind of uh, in a more affectionate tone. Yeah. But it's like the exact same tempo, the exact same cadence. Also super long. It is, but it doesn't have the same like riff or melody or anything, right? No, it does not. But it's like it's like a it's like a, a fraternal twin. That's like the non-identical twin, right? Yep, you're good. That's, Thank you. That's right. I there passed. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the I mean, this one starts on like going off the rails. Like that one yes. ends there. That's why I think ends- my my own little conspiracy theory is that this song is a direct sequel to that song. Mm. I could hear that. I mean, it, it like veers and swerves like a drunken hipster until it like finally <laughs> loses it. You yeah, know? Yeah, oh so- my God, does it lose it? <laughs> Don't call the morning after. Won't stop the pain and laughter. Won't fix the failing plan. You gotta pay the man. You gotta give it all away and you've got to go. I just, I just love it. It's, it's, it's like the logical conclusion of maybe Hey Jane or something because right? it just keeps going off the rails. Like it starts where it starts in that fast tempo place where Hey Jane leaves off, you know, sweetheart, yeah. sweet light, um, love that. So she goes out and loves the nightlife, right? Yep. And then, you know, the morning after. See, ooh, see, yeah, there it is. That's right? what I think. I think that the morning after is the morning after the song "Hey Jane," that yeah. narrative. This is the morning after that. It's not the song before this on the album. Although I like mm. your theory of how this is all connected, I think that this Thank is you, a direct sequel to "Hey Jane." You thump something there, like your end of discussion. I was waving my hands around a lot. <laughs> I may have hit something. <laughs> It's like a gavel. <laughs> Case closed. Oh, wait, that's not what yeah. a judge says. Sure. Why not? Is it? I don't know. What does a judge say? I feel like Judge Judy says shit gavel. like that, though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but God, this song is like, because Hey Jane was my previous favorite spiritualized song. This may have taken over for it. Like This, this seems like it was just designed for my exact tastes. It's like very long... Very repetitive, yeah. very noisy, and then just explodes into chaos. 
I just love that it starts already bouncy and bubbly and then just goes to a completely ridiculous place. And I'm going to, when we get off the pot, I'm going to play these two songs back to back. I Hey Jane in the morning after. I I want to hear it. I had been intending to do that for the last two weeks and I never did. And right before we started recording, I was like, God damn it. I was like, that was honestly my main goal. That's a fail. And I failed. I had two goddamn weeks. Yeah, two goddamn weeks. What the hell were you doing? I don't know. We'll report back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am, too. But this, this is. Re- this is a perfect album. I don't think he should make any more albums. I think I think this yeah. is... You gotta... Somebody shoot him, like, Catcher in the Rye style with John Lennon. I, I, it sounds like it might not be necessary, but maybe to be sure. <laughs> oh, that's true. He might die of triple pneumonia <laughs> next week. Also, don't shoot him. I, I don't want that to be on my conscience. No. I said that. <laughs> don't shoot anyone, for that matter. <laughs> don't but. shoot anybody. <laughs> He's a frail but beautiful, beautiful man. Oh, I love him. I just want to. Like, I love him too. I want him. I want him, him to in be my okay. arms, like a Pieta. I I, I want him He's to like be Jesus okay. in my arms. I'm I'm his mother. Pieta, Pieta. Oh. <laughs> Artist return. <laughs> mother and child. He belongs in space. I feel like it's nice and sterile for him. He can't get any diseases out there. Yeah, Elon Musk keeps wanting to shoot shit out into space. He should just shoot him out into space. <laughs> a nice little cocoon. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Right. I wish it was like uh, the Star Trek little. Oh, like they shoot Spock out it? Or, oh, no, that was uh-huh. like, that was a ca- more of a casket than a cocoon, right? No, yeah, it was like a little pillbox, right? And you just kind mm-hmm. of shot him out in the eyeglass case, yeah. as Jerry says, into the emerging world. <laughs> yeah. He should be the person, like on Interstellar, that goes to the black hole and starts the new fucking world. Yeah. Or you'd be like, he could become like the little baby at the end of 2001. It's like, that's the new, that's the next evolution of humanity. This is Jay Spaceman reborn, shot into space. All right, I think that does it for us this time. (laughs) Check out And Nothing Hurt and tell us what you think by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. I spilled a large amount of beer on myself, like very early into that. It was very uncomfortable. The uh, only use of And Nothing Hurt that I'm aware of before is that is someone's uh, epitaph in a Kurt Vonnegut novel. It said, everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. Yes, that's the beginning of, of the line. Everything is beautiful and nothing hurt. Is that... So is that... That like is def- the reference. That okay. is the reference. What novel is that from? Do you remember? No. Breakfast of Champions? Probably. I think there's a lot of epitaphs in that book. <laughs> I do. That's the one I remember the, the pictures. Okay. I have a lot of pictures. <laughs>